North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and other state officials have just wrapped up a news conference. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everyone. Hurricane Dorian has its sights set on North Carolina. We will be ready, and we will not underestimate the damage this storm can cause. North Carolina faces deadly storm surge and inland flooding. The greatest threats are to our coastal communities and their inland neighbors. Thursday is a day of high risk for flash flooding in southeastern North Carolina, and we know all too well that floodwaters can be deadly. Today is the day to finish preparing, and I urge everyone to do so with safety in mind. Unfortunately, we are reporting our state's first storm-related death today. An 85-year-old man in Columbus County fell from a ladder while getting his home ready for the storm. And we're keeping his family in our thoughts. Residents of eastern counties will see weather conditions begin to deteriorate late tonight and early Thursday as the leading edge of Dorian draws closer to our shores. Rainfall can be as high as 15 inches in some areas. Seawater surges will push high levels of water to coastal communities, especially at high tide. Expect surges as high as four to seven feet above ground that is normally dry along the southern coast and the Outer Banks. North of Duck could see a two to four foot surge. We expect high winds to arrive early Thursday and increase through Friday with some gusts up to 115 miles per hour in some places. Last night, I received approval for a federal declaration of emergency that I had requested on Monday. The federal declaration will speed up federal aid coming to the state, including bringing more help from FEMA and more military personnel and resources for our preparation. There is a mandatory evacuation order in effect for our state's barrier islands, and in total, at least 12 counties have issued partial or full evacuations. North Carolinians are used to facing storms, but please don't let familiarity get in the way of good judgment. If you're in an area where an evacuation has been ordered, leave now. Follow the directions of your local officials. Don't try to write it out. It's not worth putting your life at risk or endangering first responders who might have to save you. Local shelters are opening to accommodate evacuees who need a safe place to go. As the storm draws closer, additional local governments may order evacuations as needed, so more shelters are preparing to open if and when they're needed. We have many school districts in eastern North Carolina that are closed today, with at least five others on an early release schedule. With so much happening, it's important for people to have a trusted storm-related information source. I want to thank the media for providing much of this information to people. And North Carolina has several resources to help you, both before and after the storm passes. They include readync.org, drivenc.org, 
www.ghostsandmysteries.org. And we have a 211 hotline that is open today. For the hard of hearing, please dial 888-892-1162. And you can also get help by texting NC Dorian to 898-211 to get information. This morning I spent time here at our emergency operations center and met with almost everyone who is here. An incredible operation with local, state, federal officials, nonprofit, private companies, all working together to make sure we are ready for this storm. And I'm so grateful for the people who work here and who are working all across the state to make sure North Carolina is protected. We have some of our leadership here. Emergency Management Director Mike Sprayberry, who will speak to us in a moment. Our Secretary of the Department of Public Safety, Eric Hooks. Major General Jim Ernst from the North Carolina National Guard. Colonel Glenn McNeil, the Commander of the North Carolina Highway Patrol. Secretary Jim Trockton from the North Carolina Department of Transportation. And Libby Turner, who is our FEMA representative who is here embedded with us and along with Lee Williamson, who is our sign language interpreter. All of these will be available for questions after a report from Mike Sprayberry. Mike? Thank you, Governor. Oh, forgot Katie Webster, our meteorologist. He was right back behind us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good morning, everyone. The State Emergency Operations Center remains activated at a level one, which means we're operating uh, with our entire state emergency response team to include our federal partners, the entire uh, state agencies of North Carolina, our volunteer partners, and our private sector partners. We remain in close contact with the National Hurricane Center. We're calling them each day. We know that rain, storm surge, and winds will be a significant threat for this event, primarily east of I-95, and with the greatest threat being right along the coastline. We're also, as the governor said, expecting significant flash flooding in southeastern North Carolina. So to that end, we've activated more National Guardsmen, more air aircraft, more high water vehicles, and more swift water rescue teams to be ready for flood fighting operations. Our greatest impacts will be felt Thursday and Friday, but we can begin to feel the impacts as early as today. We urge everyone to complete their storm preparations now. The state emergency response team is finalizing all resource requests for our county partners to include, among other assets, incident management teams, food, water, tarps, shower trailers, swift water rescue teams, more National Guard assets, and others. The majority of our assets are now staged, and we are prepared for an aggressive and decisive response. Utilities continue to bring additional resources to be positioned for power restoration operations as soon as Dorian passes. FEMA has also established an incident support base for commodities and also swift water rescue teams and urban search and rescue at Fort Bragg. FEMA Coast Guard, Army, Marine, Navy, FAA, and other federal agencies are well integrated into our operations, as are our volunteer partners. Our medical and general population sheltering operations are underway, and we can shelter pets as necessary. We continue to hold conference calls each day with our local partners, 
as they complete their final preparations for the arrival of Hurricane Dorian. In closing, let me thank our volunteer partners for always providing critical assistance and to remind everyone to follow the instructions of their local officials to ensure their public safety. Thank you, sir. This morning at our meeting, our Secretary of Transportation and our uh, Commander of the Highway Patrol informed me that evacuation routes are green and that uh, our DOT crews are ready to respond to any flooding and road closings and our high Highway Patrol is out there making sure that people are safe. Our National Guard is activated. We're, we're ready for this, so we'll be glad to answer questions that you might have. We have amazing volunteers in North Carolina, people of faith who are ready to respond, and we actually coordinate that volunteer effort, which we call our Voluntary Organizations uh, Assistance Team, VOADs we call them. Uh, all, also, financial contributions are very helpful. On the governor's website, you can contribute to the North Carolina Disaster Relief Fund, which will be activated for this storm. It has provided significant help to people in the past. We know uh, that our local shelters are going to need help, but the Red Cross is doing a lot of that. Uh, we probably don't want volunteers just showing up at shelters because you've got to have a vetting process. But there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of, to do, and unfortunately, people are going to need help with their homes, and uh, people need to be on the ready. We we have a lot of people who with have chainsaws who go out and help people clear out right after the storm passes. So I, I believe people in North Carolina will be ready. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, we are continuing our effort for storm recovery, and it's one of the purposes of setting up the North Carolina Office of Recovery and Resiliency, our, our NCOR is continuing to work on long-term housing issues. Uh, our emergency management is continuing to, to work with our state people regarding recovery. So that's going on, and uh, since that's all under you, uh, Mike, you might want to comment on it. Thank you for the question, Travis. The uh, work over at the NCOR is going on unabated. Um, now, obviously, we can't be working along the coastline right now, but they're working very hard to uh, help those disaster survivors from, from Matthew because that's what the money currently, that's the money that they have. We've also uh, activated the State Disaster Recovery Task Force for this storm, and our Chief Resilience Officer, who is housed under uh, NCOR, they're already scheduling meetings so that we can begin to start planning for how we recover from Hurricane Dorian as it moves forward. So I will tell you that the work is going on. Uh, we're still making payments. There's still con construction happening. Um, now, obviously, uh, for safety's sake, we'll probably have to shut down for a couple of days here and um, where some of the construction is happening in uh, Cumberland County and, and, uh, and other counties like that. But uh, we're going to try to push, keep pushing as hard as we can with safety in mind, of course, and so that's not that's unabated. Katie Webster. 
Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that question. And there's been some questions about what Central North Carolina would feel. And I think once, uh, while the heaviest impacts will be east of I-95, that is not to release Central North Carolina of potential impacts. The triad specifically cert could certainly pick up an inch or two of rain and may even see some tropical storm force gusts. But certainly as you get west of the triangle, impacts should lessen significantly. So um, your key time would be Thursday into maybe the first part of Friday, but otherwise um, you should be okay. We want to make sure, particularly when people are climbing up and boarding up windows, that can be a dangerous uh, activity. So we want people to, to keep in mind uh, this gentleman was trying to get his home ready and was up on a ladder and fell off. He was 85 years old uh, and died as a result of those injuries. I don't know if anybody has any more details on it than, than that, but it is, uh, we really are very sorry about that and are thinking about his family, uh, but it reminds us that uh, preparations for storms can be a dangerous activity and particularly after the storm passes when people have chainsaws and are trying to move heavy trees and limbs, be very careful when you're doing that. had an elections meeting in here this morning and Mike you might want to give a report on that if you've got any information right so we did have the, uh, the board of elections here meeting with us today no final decisions have been made yet but uh, they're taking a look at different options and they will be announced shortly uh, General Ernst you want to do it Good morning. My name is Jim Ernst. I'm Deputy Adjutant General for North Carolina. Right now we have 390 soldiers that have been activated. That's in uh, nine different locations. That's 72 force packages for us. And what that means is we've got 138 total vehicles, and 56 of them are high-water vehicles. We have uh, 19 aircraft that are standing by to help in rescue operations. Anything further? So, Travis, what we did is, uh, you know, we have seven urban search and rescue teams that have swift, swift water capability built into them. What we decided to do was to leave all of our swift water rescue capability and urban search and rescue capability that is normally stationed in eastern North Carolina. We left them staged there so that they could take care of local missions. We're surging in other swift water assets. Um, I think there's going to be uh, close to 30 boats and uh, we're also looking at uh, bringing in some other teams from out of state. We already have one in from Vermont and uh, we'll be looking at getting a, a few others shortly. Yes, we're one of the things we learned from Hurricane Florence is that we do need mega shelters to help with overflow from local shelters. Uh, the shelter at North Cape Mall we're looking at. Also, there is another building there, uh, which is an old Macy's that they're working on uh, right now. I know there have been some conversations with the Friday Center, potentially. Uh, Right now, I think those are the two places. Will you agree with that, Mike? Yes, sir. Yeah, those are the two places that we're looking at. So they're, they're preparing that other place at Northgate Mall. 
the just the logistics, making sure we got the parking and places for for people to go. Any other questions? So we will have a briefing tomorrow. I don't know if we will have another one today. It depends on what happens. So we'll let you know. Thank you very much. That does it for now. Stay with the Carolina Weather Group here on our podcast feed and our social media platforms for updates throughout the storm. From Charlotte, I'm James Briarton, and this is the Carolina Weather Group.